Oh, and welcome back to another episode of the Over the Boards podcast. My name is Matt Duke here in studio with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Today we're going to go over the Drew Doughty and Matt Chuck battle. We're going to talk about how the Devils are not good. We're going to talk about the uh, Stars' poor start and just other stuff going around the league. So, for today's episode of the Over the Boards podcast, let's go. Welcome back, fellas. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Good. So we missed last week because um, there's like a key to get in a room that we didn't have. Yeah, that somebody's responsibility was to get. All right, relax. Yeah, everybody has a job. Lives with. Yeah. Relax. All right. You live with him. I do. Come on. But he was not awake at 8 a.m. when we. Then wake him up. Eh, It's not something I could do. Nah. Um. Or just get get it the night before. Yeah. 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 Get it two nights before. Forgot to do that. So. Yep. I did get it tonight. All part of the plan. Yeah, after I talked to Nolan. No. After I saw Nolan, I said, do you I have talked to him key? yesterday, and he was like, don't worry, I'll get Duke the key tonight. Well, I, I, I told him I needed it, so it's fine. All right. Let's talk about hockey, because that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Wee that's right. That's correct. Oh, you know, before we start talking about hockey, Matt, I just want to – I did think of this real quick. So Sunday night, I played ho- – or Monday night, I played in a beer league hockey game, and we went to the rink – the game was at 9.50, and there was a Bar Lake softball game going on at the same time on Monday, October 14th. It could be fall ball. It did not seem like it because there was a trophy there. Okay. So, so I imagine that, like, yeah. the first game of the season doesn't have a trophy. trophy but, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, that's not my league. I don't know what, you know, maybe they do. Fall ball only lasts a month, which is really weird. Yeah, it's that's very odd. short. But um, it could be a summer league, too. You never know. That's, that yeah. It is very possible. Like I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying it is very, very possible that it is the yeah. summer league. Well, maybe they had like the trophy there because they're like raising a banner. Oh yeah, you know that's actually a good that like a like a reminiscent type. Yeah. Thing. It's a ring ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> ring ceremony. Yeah, you're raising a banner. You had the trophy there. All the fans are cheering. That would have been. I, I mean, look, like don't get me wrong. That sounds awesome, but also, I would be really, really cold. Yeah, I would not want to do that. Um, so, uh, the NHL is happening. The NHL is happening. Yeah, it, it is currently going on. Um, the uh, most amazing thing right now, to me, is just, like, the fact that the Oilers did not look bad to start the year. Connor McDavid is also a god, which yeah. we knew that already. That's not amazing to me. When you well, put Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl together, good things happen. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a good player. Like, but like, should we talk about James Neal? No, we don't have to talk about him. Nope, not even a little bit. Like, to me, like when we saw the trade initially, it just felt like this was going to be a trade that was just going to like blow up in the Flames' face, and it already has. And we're like not even a month into the season. Yep, you're right. <laughs> like, James Neal's back. Fire. He's returning to form. He might score 30 goals. Like, this is ridiculous for unreal. the Flames. Well, <laughs> I mean. traded for Milan Lucic in his awful contract. Yeah. But you traded, like, like I, I understand that he didn't have a good season last year, but a lot of people talked about, like, the fact that he was coming off of Stanley Cup Finals loss. He wanted to stay in Vegas. He decided to chase the money, so he was missing Vegas a little bit there. He wasn't prepared to start the season. So James Neal did not have a good season last year. 
But you should have known something like this was going to happen, especially if you put him on the Oilers and put him on a team with Connor McDavid. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, those Oilers with Connor McDavid and James Neal are 6-1 and one right now. They lead the Pacific Division with 12 points. They lead the entire West by one point over the Avalanche. Who are also a wagon. The Avalanche are a wagon. But we expected the Avalanche to be a yes, wagon with yes, Cal McCarr and all that. Their goaltending was one of the bigger question marks. And, and they're, I mean, you know, six games into the season, I mean, there's a lot of time left for, A, injuries, and B, goaltenders to, like, not be as good as they might play in three or four games or however much they've started. Because yeah. um, it was more like back, the back end of, you know, right. goaltending. I mean, yeah. we, we know what Grubauer can do, but yeah. right. how is Pavel Francois going to do for them? But one th- But the Pacific Division right now, is Oilers with 12 points, then the Ducks with 10 points. The Ducks are 5-2 and two right now, which I didn't expect at all. Uh, I'm not going to say expected it, but, like, they did start off really well last year, if we remember. Like, the Ducks were really, really good in October and November and then started to fall off towards December and January yeah. and were just absolutely terrible. I think the Ducks are going to peter out. I, think, I imagine they would. I That's kind of they're going to feeling they're going to have, have to burn out John Gibson at yeah. some point. Like, huh. and I yeah. think other than John Gibson, their team is pretty garbage. It's not great. It's, I wouldn't say great. It's not great. Yeah. It, it's a very but very they young are, team. Yeah, they're, it's, it's yeah, they're a, not very mix, strong necessarily. It's a mix of guys that they're kind of stuck with, and then guys that they want to give more ice time to. Yeah. The interesting thing for me is like I know he's your captain, but how many more years does Getzlaff really have in Anaheim? Right. Because he's got the rest of this year and then next year under contract, and then he's a free agent. Do you let him walk? Do you maybe trade him next year if you're not in contention? Dude, can you turn his gain up a little bit? I can. Or can you just yell, Jay? Yeah, I can do that. I want you to yell what you just said, like, Ryan Getzlav, blah, blah, blah. That's what I want you to kind of do again, just so we can hear you, because I don't think we heard any of that. Oh. All right, go ahead, Jay. Turn. Wait. All right, go ahead. Where were we even starting? No, just keep going. You're good. Just keep going. I'll fix it later. Okay. So yeah. So you could. So you can just like after what you said about Ryan gets left, I'll just go in and edit it. Just talk. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just said that stuff about Ryan gets left. <laughs> okay. Um. He's good at hockey. It's funny <laughs> though. Like, is he still the Ducks' best player, or would you say that? He's not anymore. Just and Andre Kasha has been pretty good for them for a couple years now. Ricard Raquel is definitely up there. I think Getzloff's uh, still good. Even yeah, he's, he's, he's still yeah, a really good he's player. Still good. I mean, there's a reason that they they still want to have him around. I mean, but they needed to get rid of Corey Perry for yeah. sure. Um, but last night watching the Sabers lose to the Anaheim Ducks, which was heartbreaking. Um, the beginning part of the game, the Sabers absolutely dominated. And that's what I kind of expected to see because yeah. the Sabres, I think, are very good this year. And like I said, I didn't think Anaheim was going to be very good this year. But then after Olofsson's goal, the wheels really came off. And it looked like Anaheim just beat us to the ground. Yeah. the When the goal when they scored the one goal that ended up being called back on offsides, be it because of the successful challenge, It's I thought that that would be like, oh, awesome, you know, we – they didn't actually score. That's like a huge momentum blow to them, and the Sabers just—they did, didn't. I mean, they scored less than a minute later. Yeah. I mean, so and then they just, yeah, um, four, five, technically six, unanswered goals by the Ducks. Yeah. If you count the goal, they ended up not counting because of the offsides. 
six unanswered goals is not great hockey. No, it's not. But and it was a Sabres of like their their power play. They were one for seven on the power play on the night. I think. Which is not what you expect from your number one power play in the league. Yeah, no, we were forty two point eight percent coming into the game, yeah. and we scored on the first one, and then we. I mean, it was six games in. Yeah, yeah, yeah which, like you're not gonna run a power play over twenty eight percent usually in the NHL. It's, yeah. it's just not gonna happen. But it's possible, Jay. Don't be a Debbie Downer. But still, on the number one power play in the league, you expect more than yeah, one for seven. Even in general, even uh, even against a team like the Ducks. It's like 11, but one it's like thing, 11%. one thing that really did well, what what the Ducks did well yesterday, and this is a lot on coaching, their very first penalty kill, they were really really aggressive, and it gave the Sabers, it didn't give them time, but they were able to move the puck around, and then they just kind of broke them down, and that's how they scored, is because all the the Anaheim guys, they had like two of them on the puck, puck went to the front of that, everybody crashed down and opened up the perimeter, and then Olafson was wide open on the far post, kind of back in the circle. Yeah. The other, every other power play after that, Anaheim was fairly conservative, and all they did was just take the cross-ice passing lanes. And the Sabres didn't know what else to do because they couldn't get the puck to Olafson. So. But you got Jack Eichel, so I don't know why he wasn't shooting the puck. I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> Gibson was good. It, Eichel's first goal was disgusting. That was, yeah, was that's, a ten, that's a $10 million dollar goal. That was gross. That's a $10 million dollar goal. I told my I, my dad's one of those classic guys that's like, oh, we shouldn't have paid Eichel that much. He's not, not worth that much. So I, I sent my dad a text after he scored that. I said, hey, that's a $10 million goal. And my dad said, nah, it's like a $5 million goal. And I said, well, you got to adjust you got adjust for inflation or something because, I mean, that's that's what you pay him for is to do that. Mm-hmm. That was a – that's a franchise player play. Yeah, absolutely it was. Oh, he's gross. He's so good. He is. <laughs> yes, he is. Good at hockey, that, that yeah, Jack. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, sure. Last year on the podcast, in like one of the early episodes, I said if you want your value, you should bet on Martin Jones to win the Vesna last year. <laughs> <laughs> Did I curse him? Like, like what's going on? Like, what, what, what yeah, is he, happening? With he looks him? like garbage. Like, <laughs> he yeah. really looks like garbage. Like, he does not <laughs> look good. He looks yeah, really, pretty really bad. bad. Yeah. He looks what worse. did I do? He looks worse than guys who are like supposed to split time. Like he looks worse than Linus Allmark. <laughs> that which is pretty hard because Allmark does not look great no. by any means. No. Last year, both San Jose goalies, Martin Jones and Aaron Dell, both had a safe percentage that was in the 800s. Yeah, like the late 800s. This year, it's starting off the same way. Like, wh- what did I That's do to deserve just this? Terrible. <laughs> What did Martin Jones do to deserve this? <laughs> no, he's already gotten paid. I mean, it's amazing. Like they have what you'd think would be a good defense, but are they just? But are, are they too too offensive? Yeah, like is that? I think that that's a legitimate question because we all know like Brent Burns is a little bit, you know, sacrifice the the defense for offense. I mean, he used to be a forward. Yeah. So, uh, and and but Eric Carlson, who they signed to a massive extension, uh. He hasn't been great defensively either. You still you're, you get your great offense from him, yeah, which is what you expect. It's what you pay for, but it's like their defense is like it, it's either it's either that the defense is completely suspect or just the goaltending's never gonna come back. Yeah, because Martin Jones does not look good, not at all. It's a shame. It is a shame. The Sharks did get off to not a great start. They right now sit with. Um, six points. There are three and four on uh, the season. Here's the other question about yeah. the Sharks. Oh boy, 
They started 0-4-0. Yeah, they did. Then Three they signed Patrick Marlowe. Aha. Uh-huh. What's their record? Three four and zero. They also got they also got uh, Vander Kane back for well they lost three games without him. Oh, Vander Kane, Patrick Marlowe, who's really the the the, the game changer there? Well, I would make the argument that both Patty of them Marlo. together are a big deal. But okay, I mean you can say that you know it's just Patrick. Marlo. It's Patrick Marlowe alone. It's Patrick Marlowe. That's, that's he did go out and score two goals in his first game. He did. That was pretty neat. Granted, it was against the Blackhawks. And he's which like, is- and he's like 80. <laughs> yeah, he, he really is. We were all waiting for it to happen, too, and then they started 0-4, and they're like, okay, we need something to shut the fans up. <laughs> yeah. Something to distract our fans from Martin Jones. Something similar to that. I had a dream last night that the Sabres re-signed Jason Pominville, which is not nearly as big of a deal as the Sharks re-signing Marlowe, but I, it did give me a little bit of happiness and hope, and then I woke up and was sad. If he doesn't play again, I got to see his last game as a Sabre. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. The Sabres should re-sign Palmer. They should sign Daniel Briere, Derek Roy. Chris Drury. Maximum Finneganoff. Yeah. Jochen Hash. Uh, oh, oh, Teppo Newman. Kolek. Alesh Kolek. Ryan Miller. Brian yeah. Campbell. Ty Camp- Conklin. Yes. Daniel Zubris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Luke Adam. Do you remember Luke oh, Adam? Oh, my God. Luke Adam. Uh, I saw him just go off in the minors once against the Monsters. It was crazy. Jason Peters. Right? Who? Jason. You mean Andrew Jason Peters? Peters? Oh, my God. He, you the, know, the left the tackle lineman, for the, the, <laughs> the Eagles. Um, <laughs> well, you got, like, Adam. Jason Pominville and Andrew Peters, but we already said Pominville. Yeah, I meant uh, Andrew Peters. Adam Mayer. Um, That's who you're going to say next? Yeah. Oh, my God, Adam yeah. Mayer. Paul um, Gostad. Yeah. Yep. The Goose. Oh, my God. I have a hat that's signed by him, and it's 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 hanging in my room, and it's pretty cool. I look at it every time. You should make a trade game. with the Blue Jackets. Trade a seventh round pick for Nathan Gerby. Um, so we hey. started off our podcast this year by listing off current Blues or Boston Bruins players. Now our next We're our this episode is naming random players. old Sabres players. That's going to be a segment on our show. Duke, name random players. Name from players team. from any team <laughs> in the NHL. And we are not going to tell you which team it is going in. <laughs> um the Duke, but we're gonna do current rosters. Yeah, current so rosters. Oh, yeah, this is terrible. I want you to tell me as many names as you know on the Phoenix Coyotes. Oh my God! Wrong, because they don't exist. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Bang! Ha! You All just right. got pranked. That's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, no, I just really messed up. Sabers so. are still in second. They're leading the Atlantic right now over the Bruins, then the Maple Leafs, then the Lightning, then the, the Red Bruins. Wings. The Panthers are. <sighs> <laughs> what? Did I say something stupid? No. no. <laughs> okay. I just gotta be careful all the time. I said something funny that right. was stupid, but it was it had nothing to do with anything. That okay. You did. I was I got nervous. I was like, maybe I did something stupid. It's possible. No, you said the Bruins, and I acted like I was gonna rip off the Bruins roster, but I was <laughs> like the Bruins. I don't know. <laughs> um. Uh, the Panthers are two, two, and two right now. Uh, most of us had them going to the wild card. That's um, a wild card uh, record. Right that there. is a wild card record. <laughs> Canadians are also two, two, and two. Senators are one and four. I don't know if a whole lot of people didn't expect that. I think feel like that's. I'm shocked. Um, however, Senators. something that a lot of people didn't expect right now. Mm-hmm. Great transition, by the way. Um, the Rangers have only eight, only played three games. That's weird. That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> well, they're 2-1, and one, so technically they're in second last in Metropolitan, but that's not really what's important. I think The I've Devils won. have played six games, 
and are four and two. They've also played like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to mark this as explicit now? Because you said that. No. Okay. No, no. Um, you can do that on Anchor. You can mark it as explicit. I do think that um, everybody who read the NHL schedule could have anticipated that the Rangers have only played three games to this point. I just feel like that's weird scheduling. But. <laughs> <laughs> We're but yes, to our there's teams game. that have played seven games, eight yeah. games. The Hurricanes have played eight games, man. And the Rangers have only played three. Yeah, that just is weird scheduling to me. But you know, ooh ooh. Speaking <laughs> of the Rangers, in true old school Sabres form, I uh, booed Jimmy VC when he got the puck last night. Good for you, Matt. Yeah, You're I was awesome. Sitting in my living room watching a game. Why? Jimmy VC touched the puck. Are you serious? I feel like he's been no, underwhelming for that. I know why. One. But, like, he's on the team now, so who yeah, cares? I care. Matt cares. Yeah, he cares about them in, you know, like 2015 <laughs> when he didn't want to sign with you guys. Uh, I still think yes. he was – two third-round picks was an overpayment for him, technically. Yeah. It was yeah. an overpayment, but I wouldn't have paid it up. But um, but I guess he does help depth-wise. I mean, he's probably better than – I don't know. I mean, he's a good third-line winger. Yeah. But I am an old-school Sabres fan, so I'm always going to boo Jimmy Vesey. Stupid. It's not stupid. It, it is stupid. No, it's not. It's absolutely <laughs> stupid. If Artemi Panarin returned to the Blue Jackets, I wouldn't boo him. Then again, I'm That's also different. not going to boo him with the Rangers. He's better. What do you mean it's different? <laughs> it's different because he n- – Yeah, that is better. I, well, you know, I'm not like no. – the Jimmy Vc thing was a was like a lot of people had way too high expectations anyway. He said he was going to test free agency. The Sabres got him because we wanted to negotiate with him. I mean, technically, he still could have signed with us, but like – Everybody assumed, like, oh, we traded for his rights. We're going to get him. Yeah. And then he just didn't come here. He's, f- like, he wanted to go play for the Rangers. That was his whole thing. So, I mean, when they offered him a contract, that I, I wasn't surprised. But, I mean, sure, when he did that, I was like, oh, you know, that's unfortunate. I really would like to have him on the team. But I don't understand why so many people are that mad business. at him. Yeah, like, he's a jerk. Sometimes players <laughs> but that are he's good a jerk, that you go want play for on the your Hurricanes. roster – We'll just sign with the Rangers, and then you just have to live with it and be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, well, we were oh, talking about how devils, terrible the Devils are. The Devils are, stink, devils are the god devils awful. Stink. <laughs> and we predicted. I predicted them to straight up make the playoffs. Did you make? Did I have, you predict I them? I think I have them in the playoffs too. Did you do I, wild, I think you did a wild card. I kept him out. I do, I do think he did wild card. Pass I straight up put him in. Nice job, Jay. You're I didn't so see smart. this coming, though. I didn't see this Dude, coming. The Devils literally added so much value to yeah. their team this year, the, and they stink. The problem <laughs> yeah. is, though, is like we could, we're making fun of the Devils now. Obviously, you know, laugh at them and their 0-4 and two record. But we knew this was going to happen to some Metropolitan team. Like one of these teams was going to have to stink. Yeah, I just assumed that it would be the Blue Jackets, probably. That I was my here's assumption. The thing. Like talent-wise, you'd assume it would be the Blue Jackets, but then you have to remember that they're coached by John Tortorella, yes. so you know You're they're right. going to be. You're absolutely right. Same. They, they, they're not. I don't. They're not a playoff team. John Tortorella. They're still going to be. Yeah. Kind of in it until the trade deadline, then um, they can sell some pieces. Speaking of which, I did have a question, especially for you, Jay, as you and. Matt, I, I know that you're going to say the Bruins are definitely going to sustain this, but in terms of teams that right now are in the playoff picture, teams that are out of the playoff picture, obviously we're only like between three games and eight games in. Do you think that – like looking playoff the, picture. Well, I just mean just in general, do you think the Oilers' success is sustainable? Do you think the Sabres' success is sustainable? Because those are two th- teams that we did not really expect to be in the playoffs. Obviously, we're early. 
But just in general, are they going to be – do you think that they're going to be close at the end when it comes down to it? Or is this just like some like hopeful beginning and then they'll drop down? It's tough to determine it with the Oilers because the one thing that you have to – you never know what's going to happen with injuries. It's something you can never predict. And the thing is, like for the Oilers, they're a team that like I like them because I like Dave Tippett. They've got some really good talents, but they have so little depth that like any one of those top six forward goes down and they just completely fall off. Because they are they're a very top heavy team. So that kind of success is very hard to sustain unless you avoid as much significant injury as possible. So if if I had to predict any team is going to fall off, I'd say it would be the Oilers just because of that. Whereas I feel like with the Sabres, I see a well-coached team that has a ton of depth, especially on defense. As you're not wrong uh, about that. And, and, but the only question remains, how sustainable are things right now in net? And I, and I think that they are, because I think you got two guys battling for a number one job, one, being the starting goalie. And I think Carter Hutton's done a pretty good job so far. And I haven't seen enough of Olmark, but from what I saw last year, uh, I think he can certainly handle his own. Yeah, he has looked shaky at the beginning of the year this year, but yeah. you know he does, does not have a regulation win yet. He has only played three games, so that's kind of a small sample size, as is for the rest of the league. One team that um, does, should not have goalie troubles but is having more hockey troubles is the Stars. The Stars are 1-6-1. and one. That's also terrible. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to be sustained either. I don't think so. I did choose Ben Bishop to win the Vesna this year. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> not looking great. I did the I mean, same thing because I, I couldn't really know. I didn't really know who to pick. Who did I predict? Um, I don't remember. I don't even remember. But did you say Bobrovsky? No, I don't think you no, said Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Hold, hold, please. I don't even know who that is. Why don't we not write these down so we don't have to go back and listen to the podcast? Because I know I, I. Um. Oh, did you do? Um, you oh Anderson? no, you did the um, Hutchinson. Winnipeg's goalie. Hellebuck. Hellebuck. That's what I meant. Sorry. Hutchinson's <laughs> on the Leafs. That's my bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I did do Hellebuck. Yeah. How's he doing? Well, the Jets right now are Oh, he's not bad. He's got that's a, not so bad. He's got a 919 save percentage. You know, that's... He's hanging in there. The, yeah, well, you know, it's still early. He could still drop down to like an 800 save percentage. <laughs> that's true. It's, he could do that. He could drop down to a point where he might be put on waivers. You know, hey. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ben Bishop only has 26 goals against this year, so... Well, that's not Ben Bishop. That's the Stars. I don't know. If Ben Bishop has played all eight games, yeah. Um, but I was gonna say, like, I've I've seen some of the games. He he still is playing well. Yeah. 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 It's Ben Bishop. That's like the yeah. tough thing about stats. Sometimes, like, you you can watch a game and see a goalie give up four goals and be like, God, he stood on his head. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You could do that. So um, like, I don't know. Stats stats lie to me sometimes. Yeah. I, 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 ben Bishop will always pass the eye test. My really. my favorite professor here at Kenesha College, one Dr. Kevin R. Hardwick, said there's three ways to lie to people. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. That sounds really smart. Yeah. Um, We're all smarter for having known that. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. More things happening in the NHL. Evgeny Malkin and Nick Bugstad are yep. out for the Pens for, quote, what will be a long time but not season-ending, end quote. Um, Jay wants to know, are they in trouble? Do you think they're in trouble, Jay, or is that – I mean, it's I the think Penguins. they're in trouble. I don't think they're in trouble. Here's I, the thing. I, I keep forgetting that they have Jake Gensel sometimes. And then I see him, and I'm like, God, I hate that kid. 
That kid is so annoying because he's so good. It's like, where did he even come from? Arizona. No, he didn't. I have no idea. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what you're talking about. No, Jake, I don't. He was like a third-round pick a couple of years ago, which, you know, it's actually like a pretty good draft pick. So, like, obviously he's been very talented. But he averages a goal a game against the Blue Jackets. He is so annoying to play against. And I see him, he scores 40 goals last year, and I'm like, God, we're going to have to deal with this kid. So he went to the University of Nebraska-Omaha. Oh, I was yeah. so close. Seventh, 77th overall pick was Jake Gensel. Arizona's closer to Nebraska than it is to Pittsburgh, so I was pretty much right. <laughs> Nailed it, Matt. Way to go. <laughs> Let's go. He oh, was just yes. lying to us with statistics. I was. He was. Statistically, Arizona is closer to Nebraska than Pittsburgh is. That makes sense. It makes total sense. Big brain. Yep. Well, like, the whole thing is, like, when people, like, say, oh, like, this number of people do this. Yes. And, like, it's literally just, like, a 10-person sample size. And, like, you say, like, nine yeah. out of these yeah, people right. do this. Like, that's a statistic where you're lying to somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't like the Penguins to make the playoffs to begin with at the beginning of the year. I th- think the Penguins are. I, I would th- say they're in trouble with Malkin out and Bukestad. I mean, that's just – that's – important talent and depth that they I think they need and they could use. I and just don't think they're overall super duper strong to begin with. And without Phil Castle. Yeah, but like yeah. You, you traded for Alex Galchenyuk, so now you keep him on the third line and you just move Gensel to center on the second line. So you're still strong down the middle. Yeah, but then you lose then you lose Gensel on the wing on that line. You do, but Sidney Crosby can play with anybody. That's true it is Sid the kid. Sidney the real deal, Crosby. The other thing that's very interesting so far, um, I openly laughed at the Brandon Tanev contract, and we're very early into it, and he looks good. Like, he's a very scrappy winger, battles for loose pucks all the time. Like, he just looks like he's actually, like, worth it, like, for the Penguins, and that makes me so angry <laughs> that he looks this good so far. Who, who knows? Maybe he falls off a cliff now that I'm complimenting him, but... Which would be yeah, nice, as but, most but that do. won't happen. Like Martin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> How's Pecorine doing? Pecorine? I don't know. I know Tuka Rask is doing very well. So is your Okay. Top five goalies in the league through, like, six games. You want to score for sale? Uh, no. Both <laughs> Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak are in the Yaroslav top five. Yaroslav Halak is good. Like, why isn't he a starter somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. Boston was just like, yeah, we're going to make you our backup for some reason. Okay. Um, but Ben Bishop's goals against average is 2.84. And he has an 8.99. I think goals against average is the most useless stat ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough stat to, to follow. Just like plus it's minus. It's a dumb stat because it's like you could have like a 935 save percentage and still have a goals against average of like 2.95. He has an 899 save percentage. All that tells me, all goals against average tells me in comparison to save percentage is how many shots you face, basically. Yeah. Like that's not something a goalie controls. Alex Stalock of the Minnesota Wild has the lowest goals against average and the highest save percentage. Yeah. He has, he has played in. One. one game, yeah, or two games, right? One, one. Okay, and I don't think he played the full game. He did not. So he uh, he has no. He has he has two games played, one game started essentially. Okay, so he has a point seven one goals against average, 
and a 9.73 save percentage. Is he the best goalie in the league? Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, at number two, Tukarask is in both spots. So okay, he, that's because he, he does have the Boston Bruins in front of him. Speaking which of does help. Speaking of stats, <clears throat> I just want to jump real quick to the MVP race. Just to so you just to keep track, Stop. I'm one of our favorites. Stop. Patrice Bergeron Stop. has five points as he goes towards the MVP this year. Um, just let's keep an eye yeah, on him. Patrick Laine's got twelve. Oh well, Patrice Bergeron's gonna win. So <laughs> yeah, uh, well he's uh, you know not even halfway there. Uh, yeah, um, he's not even halfway there. But the game is like or the season's like six games he's, in. He's uh, like not even halfway there. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. Um, uh, so what, did, someone else, keep an eye on that. What, did what I say was wrong? No, he's like an 18th of the way there. No, he's a 12th of the way yeah, there. Yeah, so he's not even halfway there. <laughs> this is hilarious. That's his oh fault. My God. What have we turned this podcast into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Remember when we started, we were just like, we're taking notes. We're, we're going to be super serious. We'd show up like a like, half hour early, take a ton of notes. All right. Now it's just some guys being dudes talking Speaking about of stats, MVP race, a little more realistic this time. The race for Alex Ovechkin to 42 goals. Stop. It's not happening. Right now he has five goals in eight games played. He has eight points. He's on track for 51 and a quarter goals this season is what he's on pace for. The quarter's really going to make you upset, isn't it? Well, that's that's like a betting line, like 51 and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And then you take the over 51 the and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the over. <laughs> Scores 51 and a half. Well, that's what it is. If you if you make a betting line, you put it at a half. Exactly. So if it's over or under. But like, so if you put, like, I've never heard of a betting line where you just put it at .25. That would be the funniest be thing hilarious. ever. I'm People gonna, would be so confused. I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start doing sports book. And I'm just gonna start putting every line at a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, do it at some random. Well, the, every Patriots time. Are, the Patriots are favored by twelve point two five. The Bills, the Bills versus the Dolphins this week. The spread is. 12.73 points. So <laughs> <laughs> put these random decimals. <laughs> the Redskins. People are going to look at you like you're so crazy. <laughs> the Redskins are favored over the Dolphins by 0.69 points. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Hey, they hit it. They did. They hit the over. <laughs> they did hit the over. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, Patrice Bergeron's not winning MVP. Oh, uh, that's because you're an idiot. Yes, he is. <laughs> I will say, though, Alex Ovechkin could very likely hit 42 goals on the day. That's probably more like that's a lot more likely than Patrice Bergeron. Me picking an exact <laughs> number for Alex Ovechkin to hit. I'm going to be so <laughs> upset if he hits 42. I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> you have to leave the podcast, right? Which, no, is that the pizza one or is that the, the, the Jay leave the podcast one? Oh, that's I leave the podcast. And then Bert, is the Bergeron one me getting give you pizza? Yeah, you're not gonna have to get pizza. Come <laughs> on, dude. No, Jay might have to leave. I <laughs> might have to leave this podcast. <laughs> I'd be sweating the last week of the season, like if he's got like 42 already, and I'm just like, come on, get a power play, get a power play, move the puck to him. Capitals have like two games left in the season, and he's like 40 goals. You're like, oh, this isn't good. They go um, on the last, just like someone take out his knees. <laughs> they go on the last game, and he's got like 36 goals, and he buries six. <laughs> <in one game. laughs> just rattles off six goals real quick. 
that would imagine be, that'd be something safe. else wouldn't that i wouldn't even think i'm safe i'd be like he would probably do it yeah probably all right all right that was pretty that was pretty funny i just really wanted to do that i i was so excited to, <laughs> to, to keep an eye out on the alex ovechkin and patrice bergeron stat watch um, Stat watch. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the uh, Matthew Kachuk Drew Doughty thing? Yes, especially because yeah. I mentioned it in the intro, and we don't want to look like idiots. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the first. That's the first <laughs> we thing were you said. Promise this. <laughs> All right, go for it. Yeah, it's probably I'd say the best player, like actual player rivalry in the NHL. Like the the media will always drive home like the Crosby Ovechkin rivalry, but you know right. the respect that the two have for each other and everything like that. But this rivalry is just incredible. Like these two guys go after go after each other every time they go on the ice, and they don't even worry about the play. They just worry about antagonizing yeah. each other. I love and it. It is the greatest thing ever. I love it. In the words of Doc Emmerich, this is old time hockey. He says all the time in NHL. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I used to. Whatever. Yeah. Because uh, new announcers. I don't have 20. You should get it. I probably should. NHL 20. Presented by EA Sports. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> that used to be, that just, that that was my, uh, that was my last contribution. I'm in the go now. <laughs> have a good time finishing this up, guys. That's all I wanted to do today. Thank you for that contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the video? Have you ever seen the video where the guy, the kid meets the EA Sports guy? Yeah, and he's like outside the bus. <laughs> yeah, and the kid goes, EA Sports. It's in the game. And then the guy goes, yeah, it was pretty good. And then he goes <laughs> and he sounds exactly like Tony. <laughs> I wonder like how he got that job. Like when did EA come with the saying? And they were like, we need somebody with this voice to say it. Like, did they do tryouts for that? He's just, they definitely did tryouts. They definitely him. did tryouts. And he was—he might have been, like, an employee of EA Sports to begin with. He's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop by. It would be so funny if he was, like, the janitor, and he was like, hey, guys, I'm here to clean the windows. And they're like, hey, do this real quick. <laughs> but he said, like, hey, I'm here to clean the windows. <laughs> 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 it's just like, sit down now. <laughs> Can you get up, ma'am, real quick? <laughs> e I'm just going to wipe off this chair. Oh, my God. His voice is immaculate. <laughs> EA Sports. It's in the game. He, he should do, like, the commentary for, like, movie trailers. He might. If he's a voiceover actor like that, he might. I'm sure he has at some point. I'm sure he has to. Unless he's, like, contractually obligated to only do EA. I wonder if every game he does a new one. No, he They're like you gotta does. you gotta come in from three fifteen to three twenty two today to record this for NHL eighteen and then and then next year we'll do nineteen same time. Well, they don't do it anymore, do they? I don't no, think I don't they think they do. No. It's just it just goes whoom. Yeah, they should go back. <laughs> yeah, because I remember that was pretty cool. I Mano five, Mano seven, Mano nine. It was all NCAA thirteen. Yeah, EA Sports. Been on NHL. I had NHL nine for the PC, and I always Sports. used to play it at night, like after everybody would go to bed. I'd be like, and I have to like put my hands over the speakers on my laptop because the way my computer worked, the mute button like only sometimes, only sometimes worked. So I like, like when he say that, I have to cover that up, and it was always cool. Like sometimes I'd just let it go a little bit. It's in the game, and then somebody, the one time somebody woke up like, what happened? They were like, that's not Vinny in bed. That's <laughs> there's, there's that's a robber in my house. <laughs> that's not Vinny in bed. <laughs> Yeah, That's but the EA Sports guy outside my house. <laughs> no, it's just you turn, you turn off your computer. What? 
EA Sports. <laughs> like a 10-year-old Vinny with NHL at night. Like, oh, Mono, it was just me. He's like, yeah, well, it's okay. That sounds like he's got a beard. That's <laughs> not you. Do you think that guy talks in his sleep and just says EA Sports while he's asleep? <laughs> That's the only thing that guy ever says. <laughs> he's like, never said imagine, anything like, else. I don't know if he's married or single. What? Could you imagine if he did like a blind dating thing? Like, what do you do for work? And <laughs> she'd be like, oh. He just makes royalties off of every game he's ever said EA Sports in. Every time one gets bought, he gets like $30. Do you have kids? Yes. Do they like sports? Yes. They pay my salary. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so I, anyways, yeah, Matt Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> How did we even get on it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how do we how do we start talking about that? Do you remember? Or? I don't know. Uh, we we're just talking about great rivalries. Rivalries? Yeah, I don't I don't know how we changed into that. Oh, I Oklahoma. said I don't have NHL twenty. Oh yeah, that's oh, how yeah, it was. Right. Okay. Because I said something about Doc Emmerich saying it's old time sports. Then you said new okay. announcers. I said I don't have NHL twenty. Then we started talking about EA Sports. There we go. All Ooh. right. Awesome. Wow. Go Fast team. recap right there, boys. <laughs> But, yeah, it, it is a pretty cool rivalry, like Matthew Kachuk and Drew. Because we don't see that much, especially in the National Hockey League anymore. Yeah, you're and right. And it's like a true player. Like, these guys hate each other yeah. kind yeah. of rivalry. What was the last You know, what was the last one that was like that? I can't really think of just, like, the most recent. Some, I mean, Somebody honestly, the, the last, like, true one would probably be the Claude Lemieux yeah. versus the Red Wings. Somebody on the yeah. Avalanche. And the, I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, but, like, that's just not something that happens anymore. So it's cool. Like, that's people watch the games and go to the games just to, to see that. Or Matt Cook versus everybody. <laughs> or uh, Sean Avery versus everybody. everybody. Sean Avery, Sean Avery versus the Devils. Bredur. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, yeah that's they true. They did hate That's very true. They did. Um, the Big brain. I know more about hockey than you guys. 42 gold. <laughs> 42 and 20, 2021. That's what it is, yeah. All right, sorry. Vinny, go so ahead. No, you're good. Did you no, see what not. Drew Doughty said about about the whole rivalry thing? Like, somebody asked him, somebody asked him, like, which, who do you think is the, the like, he said something like. They didn't who, say anything. Like, I don't know if they. Like, didn't he say, like, no, he, they didn't he, say, he, he said, said it. Like, he said. They didn't ask, you know, you who's know, the better player. Right, he but said, he was he's just like, like, you yeah, know I who think the we know who the better player is. Yeah, yeah that's what he which said. Which I think is a great quote. But at the same time, like, not going to lie, and age and contracts have absolutely play a part in this, but I'd rather have Matthew Kachuk on my team right now than Drew Doughty. Oh, absolutely. Well, right now, yes. It also doesn't help that the Kings are not very good. Right. But it, yeah. th- It's mainly because Doughty's got such an awful contract and because he's like, what is he, like 31, I want to say? Um, he's like 50. I don't I don't think so. Maybe he's, I younger. Found out Ryan, Maybe he's younger than that. Jay, you informed me yesterday long. that Ryan Geslav is indeed not 37. He's 34. Yeah. Sometimes you wonder how old hockey Drew, players are that Drew have been with the team. Drew Doughty's 29. 29. Okay. I honestly, like, overall, like, like contracts, if it was, like, an even contract, they both were the same, like, in their, you know, same age, like, just, I would think I'd rather take Drew Doughty. Well, yeah, you'd rather take, you know, your franchise defenseman yeah. who's right-hand shot. But, like, yeah. as of right now, I'm I'm sure Drew Doughty's a better player. I'm taking Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. That makes sense. If you're a GM, I mean, that's how you have to think. But, exactly. Yeah. Who's the best Kachuk to ever play hockey? Keith. That's t- just, it's too early to say yeah, that. Yeah, like, that's really, like, yeah, I'm going to go with Keith. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard, yeah, wow. But I, I, I like, if, like, all of them are good. That's, like, the great thing. Like, sometimes you'll see, like, you know, players in, like, the NHL, their sons play, and they're, like, not bad players, but, like, yeah. 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 Like, Mike Foligno, 
people loved him. And I'm not saying like people don't like people love Nick Foligno and Marcus Foligno, but like yeah, we don't know like Nick's is like better than Marcus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whereas like with Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk, like they could both have very very even careers. I think yeah. both of them are really really yeah, you're good right. players. Yeah. The Dean brothers, they're dead. I don't think they're dead played, but they're both gross. They both had very yeah, even they careers. were yeah. But that was like just that's just that was that that's one of the, the coolest stories though. ever when you think about yeah. it. Just the fact that you got two twins and they both got drafted second and third overall. Yeah, yeah. and they played on the same team for like twenty years. Then yeah. they played on not only the same team like together, they played on the same team they got drafted to. Like right. that's yeah, and, and like they're on the same line and they were just insane. If like, somebody we will wants never to see anything like that, if again. somebody wants yeah. to make a hockey movie one day about that, I bet people would like um, love it. Yeah, yeah. They have to like. I'm not a director. That's just like one of the craziest stories ever. Yeah, that that like that's something that you just shouldn't. It shouldn't happen the way the world works. That just should not be able to do what it does, and it did. It that was. It happened. It did happen, which is really cool. And they were awesome people. You know, I imagined they were good. I never met them, but it seemed like they were cool dudes. And well, it seemed like everybody seemed to like them. Yeah. Good leaders. Yeah. All right. Um, Sad that they never won a cup in Vancouver. Yeah, that would have been nice to see, but I still think like if they could, if Vancouver wins the cup, I still think everybody would kind of be happy for them, even though they're out of it. Right. Unless it happens like fifty years from now and they're both not alive anymore. They should go to the Hall of Fame. Why are we talking about? They should go to the Hall of Fame, but like be one induction. It'd be like. Oh, I'd imagine they'd do that. That they'd probably do that. Absolutely. A double head. (laughs) 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 It's just brains out. You want to know why? Why? Two-headed monster. Exactly. It's like that dragon from Dragon Tales where one is green and one is purple. No? All right, you guys never watched Dragon Tales as a kid? So, it's funny. They almost had, they literally, so Henrik Sedin had 30 more career points than Daniel Sedin. Yeah. That's, but I'm pretty sure um, Henrik had an injury at some point in there. That's fair. I mean, Tor- towards like the end. Okay. Yeah, but still, I mean, just when you take a look at it. All right, so, no, well, it's not even, doesn't even really matter that much because Henrik actually played more games than Daniel did. Really? Yeah, Henrik Sedin played 1,327 games, 240 goals, 828 assists. Daniel Sedin played 1,038, sorry, no, 1,303 games, so essentially 24 less games than Henrik Sedin did. And he has 1,038 points in uh, 391 goals, 647 assists. So we know who the better Sedin is. It's really, I mean, it's close. Like, yeah, they're it's pretty like much close. equal. There's Well, Henrik's, or Daniel was supposed to be better coming in, right? I mean, yeah, th- essentially that's what it looks like. Is he, If he would have played an equal number of games, he probably would have surpassed Henrik yeah. Sedin in points. But it probably would have been close because, I mean, 30 more games, 24 points. I think... Coming in, they said Daniel was the better hockey player, but Henrik was the better leader, if I remember correctly. Well, Which yeah. was why he was, That's the, why he was captain. the captain. He got the seat. And Henrik did have 828 assists only to Daniel's 647, but Daniel scored more goals. Yeah. So, but I mean, that that that's just, I can't imagine the chemistry that they had. Like, yeah, I know where you're going to be on the ice. I don't even have to look. I could probably do it. They could probably play with their eyes closed and still beat. They would play together since they were like three. Yeah, like, do you insane. remember that goal that they scored against Calgary? That was just insane. I don't remember it. No, it was the between the legs one. I, was one I remember the, seeing it. Was it one I just of the remember sweetest what it was like. goals ever. It was like a faceoff play, and it came back to the point, and then it was a between the legs tip that went right in front, 
and then Danny went between the legs for a hat trick. That's awesome. It was like one of the coolest setups ever, and it's just like, yeah, that's something that we worked on. That's awesome. It's like, what do, you, what do you mean that's something you – like, people work on that? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, the chemistry that they had was just unbelievable. Oh, boy. That was gross. Yeah. That was gross. Absolutely <laughs> filthy. When you see the replay and you just see hey, the Christian between Earl. the legs, Tiff, yeah. it's just incredible. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. It, it really does just show, like, the chemistry that they had with each other. Like, we worked on yeah. that. All right. Before but, we – like, yeah, off this the face is off, And look at this. He just tips it right to the side. That's of awesome. That was disgusting. That was absolutely <laughs> – <Right. laughs> One of the grossest goals I've ever seen. That's awesome. That was disgusting. All right. Before we go, I just want to go over the um, stat le- individual stat leaders for this year so far, just to kind of keep track of that. Points, Connor McDavid leads with 17 in um, seven games played. That's absolutely unreal. He did have a five-point night last night, which is so many points. I mean, I don't even, you know, I don't even know if I've ever done that, like playing pickup or street hockey. I don't know if I've ever okay, scored five so points. Okay, so I'm an idiot. What's that? Galchenyuk's been out because he got bit by a spider. Cool. <laughs> You know what's sad, Sounds though, like is I don't, it's, it's, today, none of us knew that. Today, he suffered a setback in his recovery after being bitten by a spider. <laughs> <laughs> he got bit by Are you sure spider? it's not on the onion or something like that? No, this is any other. He said he experienced a significant allergic reaction to the spider bite. Okay, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I hate spiders, so I would be not happy. Don't be a wuss. <laughs> what the heck? That's, <laughs> I didn't uh, even know he was out. Dude, what the heck, man? Dude, like... He got bit by a spider. Like he has like a one in like eighty gajillion chance of becoming Spider Man. I'd be ecstatic. He would be so good at hockey if he became Spider Man. Just imagine him at like one end of the ice and he just like he's like all the way down at the other end. Just wide open in front of the net. And he also had to have super He'd strength. He'd never get hit. Speed. He would never take a body yeah. check. Ever. He'd also ever. Have super strength, super speed. Yeah. Like he'd be a genius. Like I would probably actually I would probably just t- tell him to play goalie. Because of the, his reflexes and yeah. spidey sense, like I know where the fuck's going. Boom, save. Dude, you could literally just have him like, basically be like an extra forward. The Peter Tingle. Like you just have six guys on the ice, no goalie, and like if you turn the puck over, he just goes all the way back in the net. Yeah, <laughs> that would be unreal. Speaking of good hockey players, Connor McDavid seventeen points, Leon Drysettle fifteen, John Carlson from Washington, the defenseman has fourteen. He's got three goals and eleven assists. That's pretty. John Carlson scoring 42 goals. He might be the best defenseman in the league, I mean, right now. He's a very, very underrated defenseman. Yeah. Mark Scheifele is in fourth with 12 points, also tied with Sidney Crosby and Patrick Laine, who all have 12 as well. David Pasternak, the one Bruins player who is probably the front runner for the MVP if any Bruin is going to get it, which is probably not going to happen, he has 10, tied with Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, and Mikko Rantanen. Um, that's just points in general. Um, go Patrice Bergeron. I don't even. We we already said he's not really close, but he has time to catch back up. I stand by it. Um, goal leaders right now. James Neal has eight. We said that he's the real deal. He's been playing great so far this year. Austin Matthews with seven. Um, I believe Jay. Did you pick him for the MVP this year? Did you like the betting odds on him? I like the betting, betting odds, odds on him. I don't yeah. know. If you, did you pick him though? I don't know. I don't really know if I really picked it's anybody. I just said enough. I like the, the betting I odds. I on also him. like the betting odds on Matthews, especially if if Toronto continues on a tear. Leon Drysaddle has six goals to Matthews seven and Niels eight. Pasternak has six goals as well, along with Anthony Monta from the Detroit Red Wings. Having a very very 
underrated year so far. Yeah, he not, is. not a lot of people talk it's about a, it. It's, car, it's hard because yet. he's on Detroit and it's kind of a quiet team. But yeah, but like the the connection between him and Dylan Larkin has been fantastic so yeah. far for them. Victor Olafson from Buffalo also has six goals. However, all of them on the, are on the power play, so they're waiting for some even strength. So he's a uh, one-dimensional player. Um, Eric Halla from Carolina, six goals as well. Connor McDavid has five. Um, so you're telling me Eric Halla is better than Connor McDavid? David, yeah, absolutely. Save percentage, you already said Alex Stalock is is leading the uh, league in save percentage. Which is stupid. He's Tuka Rask is second with a 957 save percentage. Dar- Darcy Kemper from Arizona, 955. Wagon. Yaroslav Halak, 951. John Gibson, 941. He is probably, I, I think, he, if he plays a whole year, he's a Vesna favorite. I would absolutely pick him. For yeah, that. it's just tough with the Ducks because you yeah. just. <laughs> Sam Montembeau from Florida is sixth with a 938. He has only started one game, though. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, that. The la- and I, then the last one is just wins. Carter Hutton leads the league in with four. I don't know why the Sabres didn't play him last night coming off a shutout. John Gibson also has four. Peter Mrazek also has four. Mont- Marc-Andre Fleury also has four. Philip Gruar has four. Matt Murray has four. Pekka Rene has four. Freddie Anderson also has four. Eight goalies with four wins. Going with him tonight. Yeah, I'd imagine. But still, if you're going in a back to back, but if if you're going, but it's it's the king. It was the the Ducks and then the Kings. I would put Hutton against the Ducks, and then you're you're fresher on the first of a back to back though. So I think that they wanted to kind of spread it out for like you got like your fresh team. So you put Linus Allmark in, and then when you're not as fresh, you put in Hutton. That's fair. Kings. Whatever. I mean, it's early in the season, so yeah, it doesn't really not, matter. But some, you're gonna win, you're gonna lose a game eventually. Like that's just how the league works. Yeah. All right. We should wrap it up. Yes, we yes we should. Um, hockey is cool. Yeah. All right. Duke. Oh, my bad. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um. <laughs> well, this has been Overboard Podcast. Thank you for joining well, us. Thank you for spending the last hour ish with us. My name is Matthew Duke. I'm here in studio, signing off for Jay Ashdown and Vinny Christian. Good night, Jim Kite.